This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about top of the mountain sex. To me, top of the mountain sex is when my partner and me come at the same time. But that rarely happens. And it rarely happens because there's an orgasm gap. We all know it. Women take a little bit longer to come than guys. But I have the solution to that problem. And it's my sponsor, Promescence Delay Spray, which also now comes in a wipe. Promescence Delay Spray is not just for guys with PE. It's for any guy that wants to last a little bit longer in bed without having to worry about lasting longer in bed. And that's because it doesn't transfer to your partner and it's not going to totally numb you out. And for your partner, Promescent has all kinds of products for them too. I use their warming gel. That's my personal fave. I also use their supplement, Vitaflux. It's for both men and women, and it's gonna make you hornier. They also sell lube and condoms. They have everything you need for a really fun, hot night of SEX. And today, just for listening to this show, I'm gonna give you 15% off your first order. That's 15% off your first order. All you need to do is go to delayspray.com and use my coupon code strictly anon15. That's strictly anon15. Use it at delayspray.com for 15% off your first order or just go in the description, click on the link and 15% will be automatically applied at checkout. Thanks Promescent for sponsoring this episode. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous if you want to follow the show on Instagram or Twitter, make sure to follow me at Strict Anonymous. That's also uh, a good place to DM me if you want to be on the show. If you want to be on the show, you could always send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show or follow me on Instagram or Twitter at Strict Anonymous and DM me there you want to be on the show. This is a call-in show. Most of the time, my guests remain anonymous. That's why it's called Strictly Anonymous. I change my voice. I mean, no, I don't change my voice. (laughs) I change everybody's voices. I change everybody's names. You could call me from a block number. I don't care who the fuck you are. I just want to hear your interesting story. So if you want to be on the show, do all those things I said before. I also have a call-in hotline where you could just leave a message, a naughty confession, you know, summarize your story. A lot of times when I hear those confessions over there, I text message or email the person and say like, hey, do you want to be on the show? Because their confession was so good. So if you want to do that too, you could call my confessions line. It's available to call 24-7. The number is 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. All the information on how to get in touch with me, how to be on the show, as well as the number for the confessions line is in 
the description. So today I have on somebody who I don't have to change her name. She doesn't really have a name. She has like a title. I didn't have to change her voice because she is out there in the world. She's on YouTube. I used to see her all the time. She is the Toronto unicorn. That's right. She's a fucking unicorn. And she decided to like vlog all about it. Vlogging is like somebody who goes on videos and talks about their experience. So this is a girl that went from being completely vanilla to like in a swingers club by herself looking for couples. She became a unicorn. She's into being a unicorn. She knows all about what it's like to be a unicorn. She has tips on, you know, what, how to pick one up, what to do, what not to do. She's a professional at picking up other unicorns because she knows what she likes uh, when it comes down to hooking up with other people. She's demisexual. She describes exactly what that means. She does, we go into her backstory, which is interesting. Like I said, she was like this vanilla girl who never did anything that always wanted to swing. And instead of like waiting for a partner to do with it, do it with, she just did it herself. And uh, and then everything came after that. And we talk about, like I said, her whole experience. Uh, we talk about the pros and cons of being a unicorn, she tells some hot stories. She talked in detail about her first experience with her first couple. And then, you know, all the people she's hooked up with since she's had, you know, long term booty calls and they've been to the swingers club together. And she talks about how she's put together sex parties and, you know, how the sex party works for her. It's very specific how, you know, she wants her sex party to go down. Uh, it would be called an orgy, I think. And she sets them up. Um, and she talks about the parameters that work for her how she set them up, what goes down. She also talks about why she like, you know, put all her stuff out there. She's got an OnlyFans. She's got a YouTube. She should have a podcast. I told her she's got to have a podcast. She's on it. I think she wanted to do that anyway. So hopefully she'll be on for a part two when she's got a podcast out there. But for right now, you could actually go see more of her stories over at her YouTube channel, which is uh, Toronto Unicorn. But you're going to get like her really interesting backstory as well as a lot of information about unicorns and her experiences and all that kind of good stuff. So I'm going to be right back on with Toronto Unicorn. This is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Uh, hi, Toronto. Okay. Hi, Toronto Unicorn. I'm assuming that's what I got to call Hello. you on this episode. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Hello. It's great to be here. Yeah, it's, I'm, you know, I'm excited to talk to you because, you know, I have a YouTube channel besides having my podcast. I put my podcast up on YouTube and your channel always comes up like, you know, so I'm familiar with you. You're the Toronto unicorn. People could guess what, you know, I mean, most people that listen to my show know what a unicorn is. But why don't you explain what a unicorn is first? Okay, so a unicorn is a single woman, usually bisexual, mm -hmm. in the swinger lifestyle that likes to hook up with male-female couples for the most part. Um, they're always, like, beyond that, but they're usually just single women swingers. But and but let me ask you this. Like, what came first for you? Did did you become a swinger and then you realized you were into women and you were the, the quote-unquote unicorn? Or were you always I, I was going to say bisexual, but I think you're, you, you label yourself demisexual, but like, did you, were you hooking up with women before and then became a swinger? Like what came first? All right. I hope you might have to edit some of my wording out just so you know, I'm a pretty blunt speaker, but what I like to say is up until like 33, I was a straight girl living in vanilla world. Never, ever wanted to lick a pussy. Just never had a thought about it. Wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. I had fantasies of right. wanting to have a threesome wanted to have that erotic experience 
with a girl. I wanted to touch her boobs and everything. But I never once thought I was bisexual. I thought right. I just wanted a threesome. Mm-hmm. And so it was when I went and I'll be honest, I wanted to partner up. I tried to have unicorns join me in a partner when I was dating prior. And frankly, we were never successful. Like a lot of couples aren't. Mm -hmm. And so I ended up kind of waiting around for a partner to make me feel safe to go to a sex club so that we could join this lifestyle. And frankly, I waited a long time. (laughs) And I finally just got sick of waiting and decided if I really wanted this and I wanted to have a life that I wanted to live and I had to do it alone. And that's when I researched that single women are called unicorns. And I, I live in Toronto. So I was like, all right, I'm Toronto unicorn. Let's document this journey. And how long ago was that? Oh, I was like maybe four years ago. <laughs> oh, okay. So you've been doing it yeah. for four years. So did you just go to your first swingers club alone? I did. I walked in sober, like not even wow. a hit of a joint, nothing. Sober. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I had never once been naked in public before that day. Never. Right. I even failed grade nine gym class because I refused to show up with a change of clothes so that they couldn't make me get changed in a change room. Wow. Like I had a phobia of body shame, all those things that we all as girls suffer and many men do too, right? Yeah. So it was like almost like morbid, right? And so as a plus size girl, I never thought that was going to change, right? Yeah. But when I walked into that sex club, and I had to like get undressed for the first time and everything. I remember within like 24 hours of that experience already loving my body more. It was the way that everybody accepted everybody and everybody was as valid to be there as everybody else. And I, you know, I saw everything from obese to super tiny to micro penises to, you know, everything, right? Mm-hmm. Surgery scars and everybody was smiling and happy. And it was the beginning of not only my sexual journey, but also like body positivity too. Wow. And, but you had to have had a little bit of a shift beforehand to have the balls to do it because you're walking in there knowing you're going to have to do something that, you know, like you said, back in high school, you would have been horrified to do. So like, what, what was that shift that happened that made you, like I said, have the balls to, to cross that line and go to the swingers club? Yeah. So funny enough, I actually have one of my first videos or recent, is on this topic about what made me walk in. Yeah. And so I'll have to send you that after, but I'll walk you through it now. Yeah. I asked the universe because I'm spiritual and I was like, me too, yeah. I'm supposed to go waiting. If I'm supposed to go, tell me I'm supposed to go. Right. If I'm supposed to just try and date, try, tell me I'm supposed to date, right? So I was like, okay, I had a date at 7 p.m. with a man from Vanilla World. Mm-hmm. And I told myself, that if that date is okay and he's suitable, because I don't usually have sex with strangers, yeah, I would like consider having him in my apartment and like maybe like fooling around, and that's a big deal for me, right? Mm-hmm. And the guy just was not for me. Like he was talking over me. He had too much cologne on. Um, <laughs> not gonna right. And mm-hmm. so I just I, I also did have a bit of like a spiritual intervention, like a a, a dream thing happened. I'm gonna save those details for. For, for the video because it's also a little long-winded yeah, yeah but basically I felt guided to go to the club and so I went home and I got a little backpack and I filled it up and like I just told myself like I'm supposed to go here like I'm this is what's happening and and I had to walk by the building a few times in advance like I had to know like with google maps like what the building looked uh, like I got it yeah Right? Like, and I've heard the similar thing from people because there's a scariness 
about sex clubs if you haven't been to one yeah. or even if you have been to one on the night, frankly, you know? Um, and so I was just like everybody else, just as scared. But when I'm, when I'm DTF as a demisexual and that guy was not going to do it for me, I was there to get myself some facts. Like I was there to have an experience. And so I walk in and I get myself there and I have bra straps. I get down to a bra. I'm like so proud of myself, but yet still so uncomfortable. And I go outside and I immediately feel overdressed. <laughs> and so I go back in and I take off my bra because I was like, okay, I'm clearly standing out here. Um, so that was a really first, that was an important step for me because I also had not done that before. Right. Um, so then I literally went and sat on the couch without anything in my hand, no iPhone, no money, no distraction. And I remember the thought in my head just said, well, here we go. Like, <laughs> you've done it now. Like, there's no turning back. Yeah, you um, jumped off the I cliff. Just, You're falling. <laughs> yeah, it's like at this point, it just depends how I land. You yeah, know? <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. Right? And so, it's funny enough, the very first couple I talked to was the couple I ended up sleeping with like three hours later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, it really felt like fate to me, to be honest, and it was a wonderful experience. And it was my first ever girl-on-girl experience. So this is when I became a lesbian. Basically. Oh my god, hilarious! Full blown. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, I like to say, like I started like a straight vanilla girl, and now I eat pussy like the best of them. Like I really, it's like not even weird anymore. Like you know, so it's it's funny how people can evolve, and I don't necessarily think there's a lot of rules about whether you have to be born a certain way or not. I think I just I love this lifestyle because you know it allows people to explore without any like limitations it's like an acceptance and judgment-free environment you know and could you just explain demisexual because i know what it means i don't know that most of my listeners do there's a lot of labels now but you do label yourself as demisexual and so just explain what that is sure and it's also a very important distinction and and i would like to get a bunch of labels never heard of that you don't want to google i I get it yeah but for me it's such a big important distinction that I need mental connection and emotional connection with somebody before mm-hmm. I will even get my pussy wet for you. I simply will not know if I want to sleep with you until you've stimulated my emotional brain. Right. So that's just, it's a, I'm slower. I would never have sex with a person I didn't know. I wouldn't let them put their random alien stick in my body. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about it. Right. Right. So for me, and I'm a unique swinger because most, most swingers aren't like me. Most swingers are, hey, let's go and have sex tonight. And like, they'll go and find somebody and have a great experience. Where I go home empty handed many, many times. Right. I, I, you know, because I've been doing my show for so long and had so many different couples. This was always interesting to me to have different people on because I have heard every kind of story. And just like you said, there's a lot, like, you know, there's a lot of them that they're just go, they're down to fuck, and it it doesn't, they don't have to be. Uh, you know, they don't have to have that emotional connection, but I find a lot of couples do. I've heard that story as yeah. well. And what I've also heard a lot, cause I've had a couple women on who claim who not claim who are, who call themselves unicorns as well. And what the angle that was always interesting to me, and I think this is what this ties into being demisexual is them, um, talking about like their feelings in that situation, you know, like, and, and it, it was something that I never thought of. And I think it's a lot of people don't think of these things when they're thinking of somebody like they wouldn't think that somebody like you who's going to swingers club and eating pussy like no one's business is like gonna be uh concerned with having a connection ahead of time you know and also like the unicorns have explained like how you know 
it's really important when you're in that situation with a couple, like to take into consideration the unicorn's feelings, right? Like everyone just thinks like, oh, we're going to get a girl and we're going to fuck her. And you hear about the couples, make sure that they're okay with this scenario. But what about that third person? You know, like you, you are that third person. Get my soapbox right now and talk about you know unicorn rights with a picket stand. Right, we yes, really overlooked in yeah. terms of our safety, mm-hmm. in terms of whether or not we want to travel two hours to go and sit in your damn hot tub. No, we don't. We would rather go two minutes down the road to a nice hotel that you pay for. Like I feel the way that some couples think that unicorns are here to cater to them yeah. is very mature. Mm-hmm. Once you've had a few unicorns, and you realize there's a human inside of that. Yeah. Usually those people soften up to the fact that, oh, these are real people just having recreational sex. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I never even thought of that angle because a lot of times I'm talking to the couple and they're looking for that unicorn, right? So we're just talking about that person as yeah. like this, uh, like a unicorn, which is an animal that doesn't exist, right? So they're not talking about that. This is like a real yeah. woman with real feelings and how, you know, how are you treating her? Like you guys are a couple and you guys have this connection and you have this foundation, but this person is just literally yeah. coming in from nowhere and how respectful are you going to be of bringing her in? And I just never thought of that until I had some unicorns come on and they, yeah. you know, like you got on their soapbox and preached. And I was like, oh, that's really an interesting <laughs> angle. So like what as a unicorn, like, you know, cause you're that person that a lot of couples are looking for, like, what would you say is the best advice for the couple to take into consideration when going out and looking for a unicorn? So it, it, in the most concise way I could say it is to look at my eyes and not at my boobs. It's just <laughs> okay. important to not rush to there, like get to know somebody, see if you're turned on, see if they're stimulated by you. It's not, you know, for me, I get really annoyed when a couple comes at me with their wants, their needs. Hey, do you do anal? Hey, do you swallow? You know, like, you know, if maybe if I had a bio, you could read that. But I'm not here to be qualified for you. And, and this is and snobby. It kind of sounds snobby. But in a way, like, I'm qualifying them for me. It is a uh, seller's market for unicorns, if you want to put it that way. <laughs> we don't need Supply to be, and demand, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and, and just to clarify, I don't mean money. I, I'm talking yes, um, totally. about, right? <laughs> the dynamics of it. Yeah. So we don't actually need to work too hard to just sit for a couple. We can just find a couple that fits for us. Right. right. So what I would say is definitely be very inviting to a unicorn. Don't make them do any of the guesswork. If the girl is bisexual, make the girl hunt. I don't, the guy's going to fuck us. Okay. We're, we don't have to climb that hill. I would prefer when women, especially like the, the woman side of the couple yeah. is the one that hunts, is the, does the reach out or even just the chatting for the most part. Yeah. Because, I want the invitation. I like to call it the golden, like the Willy Wonka ticket. I want it from her. I don't want to be like looking over my shoulder. Is she okay with what I'm doing? No, I want her to be inviting me to hear her boyfriend's dick, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go back to that first experience. So like, was it when, because you said the couple that you first met that came over and talked to you first, those were, that was the same couple that you wound up with a couple hours later. So did you wind up hanging out with them all night and it's because you, and that's when you realized like, oh, that connection is what made you then attracted to them and then wound up having sex with them. And were they the only ones you had sex with that night? Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com 
dot com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. Yeah, so it, it is true. We did end up hanging out all night, kind of building our comfort level with the surroundings. Like mm-hmm. some of them that we were new, some weren't. But we really did go to like the orientation thing for Unicorn Night together because it was Unicorn Night at, at Oasis Aqua Lounge. And so it was oh, meant for bisexual women to go in. What's that? Oh, there's something called Unicorn Night? Oh, there's Unicorn Nights at all sex clubs. Oh, and it's that? the same night. Or threesomes, male, female, female threesomes. And it's funny because even just last night at Oasis, they had Pegasus Night, which is the male version of a unicorn in other terms as well. Yeah. And so you can even go to a sex club and try to find just another man to join you. Yeah, so the MMF as well. Oh, yes. Where is Oasis Nightclub? Oasis Aqualound is it's a it's downtown Toronto. Mm-hmm. It is an old school mansion with a giant outdoor pool heated all year round. It's a spa environment. There's lots of, like, different areas of the club to hang out in. So it's low pressure in some of the areas. Some sex clubs are not that. Oasis is more social. If you went there roaming around looking for somebody to fuck you, like, you're going to have a hard time. Because people like to acclimatize, relax, get in the pool, have a drink and chat as a way of figuring out who's going to have sex with that night. And that was the, your first experience was there. And that was that couple that you met. And then you wound up hooking up with them. Like, how was that first experience? Oh, so I had to get some some push. Okay. So I was shy, uh, yeah. even though I'm not a shy person normally. Yeah. I, end up, I ended up basically in the bathroom late at night with one of the other girls we were sitting with. And we were just like washing our hands. And she's like, you know, that couple's really into you, you know. And I was like, yeah, I know. And she's like, are you interested? And I was like, yeah. I'm like, I, don't, I just don't know if I can do it. Like, I just don't know. Mm-hmm. And she basically looked at me with like a certain twinkle in her eye and said, if this is what you want, this is your opportunity. Mm-hmm. Like, if this is what you want. And I, it was like so like chilling that even now I get chills thinking about it. Yeah. And it was like, the, it was like the universe being like, now or never, bitch. Like, I gave you what you want. Like, exactly. What are you doing? Yeah. And so I did. I I walked out a little braver and then I told the, the the husband, you know, whispered to me when the wife went to the bathroom, you know, we'd like to play with you. Are you interested? And I said, yes, but she'll have to start it. That was <laughs> so good. I, I mean, you know thyself. You you knew like if this is going to yeah. go down, like let her take the lead because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm assuming because you were hanging out with them for so many hours, they knew you were a newbie and like this was your first time. They did. Yeah. They did. And so they were very free. They were the best I could have had because the wife absolutely loved it. Right. And that's always important. You want to feel that the wife at the end of it is, is happier than she was at the beginning, you know? So um, it was a really good introduction. And it was so good that I ended up realizing, hey, I actually had this really great sexual experience with a woman. And it wasn't as, I mean, it was a little slimy. I'm not, first time I went in the pussy, it was a little slimy. But like, <laughs> other than that. <laughs> I have to say. Meaning she was and, wet? And, uh, I mean, what do you mean slimy? Because you look she was wet? It was just weird to you? <laughs> my tongue, I just, my tongue had never been in an, like a hairless, slimy place on somebody before. I don't know. <laughs> oh my God, so funny. <laughs> <laughs> 
but like I love the boob play. I love the kissing. I like yeah. the softness of like feminine energy. And I've actually now that I've become a bit more advanced in the lifestyle, now I actually dominate women in sex and like right. with, with their partners when they want it. And it's so fun. Like I pull their hair and like push their head down. Like and everybody's happy, you know. Hey guys, wanna max out your erection and turn your girl on all at the same time? Then you need to get yourself a Tenuto Two vibrator by Mystery Vibe. The Tenuto Two is the only wearable vibrator designed for his and her pleasure. And it was recently upgraded. The Tenuto Two is the original Tenuto but with more powerful motors. That's right. There are now four perfectly placed motors that not only vibrate you and your girl at the same time, they're more powerful. There are also eight preset vibes, 16 intensities, and there's an app that goes with it so you can customize your whole experience. The Tenuto 2 is flexible and will adapt to your penis no matter what your size. This vibrator will rock your world and Hers too. So go get yourself a Tenuto too. Go to mysteryvibe.com and use my code strictly15 for 15% off. And they still have a Memorial Day sale going on. So you could get even more taken off. So go now, mysteryvibe.com for 15% off. Use my code strictly15 or just go to the description, click on the link, and 15% is going to be automatically applied at checkout. Thanks, Mystery Vibe, for sponsoring this episode. Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to give you a little pl- plug real quick because I do know that on, like I saw some of your videos, you you know, you have a YouTube channel, Toronto Unicorn, you have an OnlyFans, I'll give your links and your, you know, you'll give shout outs at the end as well, but you fuck a lot of your fans. I mean, I don't know, there's like 10 videos I feel like I saw like, you know, this night with my fans and this night with my fans. So that's why I just wanted to give you a shout out. Like everyone's listening in Toronto, <laughs> your unicorn's there <laughs> waiting. She fucks her fans like on, I mean, you have videos like that, right? I mean, do people, what do they find? you on YouTube and then they email you and like, oh, we're going to be at a club oasis or they bump into you by accident. It basically was that it was somebody who had, it was a woman reach out. So again, that mattered. And she was so moved by this exciting new thing. I taught them about swinging. Yeah. And she had lots of questions like, what, what do you wear? You know? Yeah. And because she was so genuine, her email reach out, I answered all of her questions. And then I just happened to see them one night at unicorn night. And of course they recognized me. I didn't know who they were. Yeah. Um, and then they were attractive <laughs> and we had like a bit of chemistry and I was like, Oh, that's interesting. And so then I saw them, we, we planned to run into each other another night, the next unicorn night, which yeah. was just last weekend. Yeah, yeah. And we, uh, and it took them three hours before I had sexual attraction because it takes me time, Yeah. but I still was like having a good time getting to know them. And then eventually I got a little flirty with the girl and it just kind of was like the most fun, like three person hangout ever. So. Right. And so yeah. people can get the details. I mean, you'll give me some naughty details later, but for that one, you could go to your YouTube yeah. channel and they could, I mean, that's what you do there, right? You talk about these kind of specific situations and stuff. Like you go to the club, you, then you talk about it, yeah. right? So this is what I do I, on YouTube. Is It was meant to be more of like a personal journal or yeah. like a documentary of my life, my audience only, like for like my eyes. Yeah. Um, and basically to do is I talk to a public audience about so unashamed, unabashed yeah. about what I do and sex and everything and the word usage and everything. And I love sharing my life, crazy life experiences so people can see a window into this world and see if it's for them. Yeah. I want them to see when I go to a sex club and come home. I've cried in the glory hole at a sex club, okay? 
it, it sex clubs are not all fun and games. There's real hearts and emotions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And yeah. so I don't want to project the image of a sex club and, and be, you know, tantalizing. I want to show it all. Yeah. And so that they can see, hey, if I come in there, I'm still going to have a hard night one time. Or maybe I have a bad, bad touch one night. Like, yeah. whatever it is. So I like to be able to show so that I can take the scary out of sex clubs and out of swinging. And that the whole point of it is so that people can find themselves in the lifestyle themselves if they want to. Right now, because you're so out on your YouTube channel, I'm assuming people in your life know what you do. I mean, how did people who were the closest with you react when they found out you were in the lifestyle, when they found out you had a YouTube channel? Well, I did just come out to some childhood best friends, and I actually did it on YouTube so that I could show people what that <laughs> I was love like. It. Everything's that was content. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, everything's documented my whole life on YouTube. Yeah. Um, and that's just it. Is I that people want to see not just the sex club stuff. They want to see how do I live my life otherwise, right? Yeah. And so it's really it's But no, I everybody who knows me is not surprised. I mean, I'm always said the wrong. I've always said inappropriate things my whole life. Now yeah. I'm just getting rewarded for it. Like, it feels good for me to have an audience appreciate me instead of cringe in a business meeting when I try to make the same joke, you know? Right, right, right. Because now it's your job. And I didn't, what's that? No, because now it's your job. It's legit. I mean, you're, like, this is, like, you're you're a professional. But I have a vanilla life. I have another job. I have a career that does not, like, does not correspond with trying to import. Oh, world sometimes sometimes I have to bridge those by just coming out to people so that they just know so I can just live easier you know so my coworkers do know but wait can we give us a hint can you give me a hint of what you do in your vanilla world or do you not tell people sure no I'm an IT analyst I design workflow in specialized software and uh freaking love it right like, okay perfectly designed yeah. So by day, IT, by night, demisexual. <laughs> Only uniform. Yeah. Oh, we could keep adding to the list. Let's add pan on there. Like no, you know those those labels. When I was when I was on the outside looking in, they looked obnoxious to me because yeah. I was like, no one's gonna Google that. But when you're in the lifestyle and you get experience with all of the different flavors of people, of swingers, of dynamics. You learn that maybe you're more inclined to certain people, and so it helps you identify who you, almost like yeah. keeps getting more. But even it helps make it more broad too, because people know exactly what they're getting when they come up to you. Yeah. So if somebody says to me, "I'm a sexual sapiosexual pan," I know exactly whether I can finger them or not if I get to know them. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, right. Of course. It helps. Eventually, it becomes helpful instead of uh, just extra things to remember you know right there's something to it yes I think a lot of people complain about all the labels but I see the positives in them I'm older than you and I, I when I existed you know when I was younger there were like three things you could be like I always say like you know sing like homosexual bisexual or heterosexual that was it and I find that yeah. labels I think if we had them you know 40 years ago 30 years ago we would have been a lot happier because you felt like a fucking weirdo if you didn't fall into any of those categories and I feel like there's so much more in between uh you know and there doesn't even need to be an identification like right. you don't need to change your you know where you orient because you suck a dick like just to have it as an experimental experience if you like it suck another one it doesn't make you gay it doesn't even make you buy exactly like I played with male partners had their first male experience with me or their second male experience and that doesn't make them gay it doesn't make them bi it just makes them curious right or like yes or hedonist yeah and i think can i just can i there's one secret yeah that men have told me 
inherently I'm very, um, I make people comfortable because I overshare. So people feel comfortable kind of sharing with, with me yeah. and my whole life, men singularly one at a time have confided in me straight men that they've either already sucked a dick or that they want to suck a dick or, you know, and it's surprising because if they could just talk to one another, they might get a lot less stigma or a lot less of that kind of weird feeling because so many of them to the point where I honestly think the real unicorn is a straight man. Is there <laughs> such a thing as a man who doesn't? Yeah, you're right. That's a really unicorn. Yeah, you're totally I'm telling right. you and I you know, I want men to explore. There's absolutely no reason to feel shame about exploring sexually on somebody's human body. Like, think about it. Like, it's, it's hedonistic fun, you know? Yeah. That's my thing. No, I totally agree. I've talked to, I have a lot of girlfriends, I have a lot of guy friends, and I'm very open and always talk open freely about sex. And my closest friends know what I do. And they know that I've always been really open-minded about sex. And I'm totally non-judgmental. I could give a shit what people do sexually. I mean, it, it does. I don't blink an eye about anything. Like, seriously, I really don't. And, uh, but I still have some guy friends that just like won't cop to it, but I just, and I'm always like, I don't understand and maybe not doing it. Like you telling me your whole life, there's not one time where like, maybe you were like drunk or the situation was right that you're like, why not just try that? You know, uh, to me, it's a little bit more yeah. odd that that's, that doesn't happen. Um, but I think a lot of people still keep it under wraps. It's also an evolution. doesn't mean they're born this way, even they, of you course. know, even 10, you know, months ago. But what I've noticed is with some of the guys I've played with that are that they identify as hardcore straight is that the more group sex that they've had where there were other dicks in the room, mm-hmm. they became more comfortable with the idea. Yeah. It became maybe built into fantasy that they didn't didn't plan to have. And then that's kind of how it starts. Totally. So it doesn't mean that like all guys really want some dicks, but like I think they're all curious and I think there's a pathway to try it if you dare to exper- experiment and enjoy your life, you know? Yeah, you're just open-minded. I have a, a little audiogram of a guy who was on my show recently, and he was in the lifestyle, but he had never been with a guy, and he said he was at, like, a swingers party, and everyone was, like, sort of passed out, and him and this other guy were the only guy standing, and, the, you know, and the guy was kind of like, you know, it was his first guy and guy experience just happened. Like, the guy came over to him and said, like, hey, like, you want to hook up? And he was like, no, not into guys. And he said, well, like, you know, what's the difference? He kind of, like, talked him into it, but it was very matter-of-fact, and he, he like, let the guy blow him, and he, like, enjoyed it, you know? There you go. I mean, it's yeah. that, it could be that uncomplicated but i think that there's just still a stigma for men to talk about hooking up with guys and that went away for women a long time ago like you could sit here and be like oh i like i eat pussy better than anyone now and you know that it's it's not like you're saying that 30 years ago when there was there was a stigma for women to do that too i mean it used to be just as bad for women to say that they hooked up with the same sex it's been okay though for women for a long time if not you know popular like oh i got a girl crush you know it's true and it wouldn't have been okay to just randomly become bisexual if it wasn't for all those people who marched for all of those rights a long time ago before it even mattered to me and i think that that's like you know we owe a lot of those people a lot of gratitude for the for the amount of acceptance that they built into our community fabric frankly about single men i I have to say one of the things that makes me stand out is that my audience is single men and it's not a mistake i talk to men with a level of respect um, and diplo- I, I'm pretty diplomatic even yeah. when I give them some harsh, tough love. Mm-hmm. And it's because I truly see the soul inside men. And I, even when I was in university and I studied, you know, gender studies, I actually, instead of writing women's studies topics, I wrote topics on men being oppressed in masculinity and how they can't express their emotions that they clearly have yeah. because they have to fit into a cultural mode. 
And so for me, it, it would be very fulfilling for me to help reduce the stigma on men to be able to explore in this lifestyle as a duty, because frankly, there's, it's just artificial stigma. Like who cares what people think on the outside anyways? Yeah. It really is very, to kind of hang up those, those hangups and move on and live a little more free of a life. And I think for me, it's a, it's a mission of mine to help men open up as, as well and feel invited in this lifestyle, even though they're kind of a dime a dozen and every guy feels that way. I still advocate for their feelings and they don't want to be used and abused either, you know? Yeah, no. And it's, there is still a stigma even in that world. That's what's so interesting. You know what I mean? Because I've heard that a lot from swingers themselves that, you know, uh, the guy who is open to be with other guys, it's still not even that accepted at a swingers party, unfortunately. So, you know, you keep advocating because they need you, you know, but, but, but for you, you know, yeah. like you're the unicorn and a lot of people we know are looking for you, that one girl that wants to come into a couple. What is the top of the mountain though, like of what you're looking for? Is your favorite thing like a couple hookup? Is your favorite thing like a one-on-one with a man or have like, you know, it, or is top of the mountain for you also that unicorn experience where you're with a man and a woman, a couple? Well, what was fascinating is that I didn't think there was anything really beyond a threesome to fantasize about really for myself. And yeah. so it wasn't until I accomplished a bunch of threesomes that I realized, oh, my God, there's other things on the menu. Yeah. And then I tried a horse. I tried a couple swap. And then I tried a five person hotel party and then a six person hotel party. And I actually have learned, and the hotel parties are personally invited by me because I need to have slept with everybody in order for me to sleep with somebody in that room. I simply can't go to a normal, like, orgy. Like, I, I won't sleep with strangers. So I had to oh, personally kind of host them to yeah. work around. And so it was a wonderful people. But that's my favorite was the, was the hotel parties with groups of, of, of women and men that were all giggling and, and laughing and having a great time and sharing and to be honest, sometimes our pussy needs a rest and it's nice to be able to sit back and not feel guilty because there's other women, mouths and everything eager. Yeah. And sometimes I enjoy just watching what was in front of me as well. And especially when I had a male, I had a male friends with benefits in this lifestyle for a while, which kind of took me out of the unicorn like phase for yeah. a bit. Yeah. And I really did like that experience because I was able to experience life as a couple searching for other people. Mm -hmm. And so I ended up picking up unicorns very successfully. And I would pick up women with this guy every time we'd go. And sometimes we'd pick up two women. Like, we were so successful as a unicorn. I'm successful at picking up women because I know what it's like to be that unicorn. And I'm telling you, make them feel special. Look them in the eyes. Get them a freaking drink. Like, you know, make them feel like like a little chivalrous. Those are the things that make a couple stand out for me is focus on me, make me feel special. Don't just keep looking around the room while I'm talking. You know what I'm saying? Looking for a better option. Like it really needs to feel like a personal connection and for me to want to. Now, the reason I keep hem- em- or almost like emphasizing the demisexual is because I don't want people to, to hear what I say and think all unicorns are like me. Many unicorns show up there to take six men before they go home. Right. There's unicorns have lots of experience in the lifestyle doing a lot of more sex than I do. Yeah. And so I wanted to emphasize, I have a certain kind of thing, but some unicorns just go there to get D, you know? Yeah, right. Everyone's different. I mean, that's why, like I said, I could have like 10 swinger couples or five unicorns on and everyone's going to have a different story. You know, I've had a couple unicorns on, I think all of them before the last one that I said brought up the fact that 
you know, or would talked a lot about her feelings and how she didn't feel heard by the couples and all the, the sort of the cons about it I, that I never thought of. I had only spoke to the women that were the unicorns that were just down to fuck, you know, and that's fine. I think like everybody, you, I mean, I think the most important thing is to know yourself and know what you're into and then and then, you know, stick to that. Like, you know, you, you're you down for an orgy, but you need to be the the nucleus, right? Everybody at that party you've been with and but, and you're introducing introducing everybody, but you need to be that person where you know everyone to get down for in that situation. It's true. And it goes to show that even, even if you don't see how you could do something, yeah. it doesn't mean there's not a way. Right. Meaning you, yeah. you here you were the girl who was afraid to take her t- your clothes off in gym, and now, and now you're setting up orgies. <laughs> exactly, and not yeah. only that, as a demisexual, I never have normally statistically that many available sex partners in one room at a time. Right, just it doesn't work out that way. So for me to actually be able to combine six people at a time was very unlikely, and I just didn't ever think I could have an orgy because I didn't think I could do it that way. I thought you had to have sex with strangers. Right. So it's almost like by the swinger box, you know? Right, yeah, no, I didn't get that reference out when you said that, but yes, that's what you mean, that like if you, that's that's the only way it would work for you, but because you stuck to your guns, like somehow you made it work out. I believe in that anyway, you know, just in life and the universal law, you know, <laughs> so you sort of set out an yep. intention, you decide what the fuck you want, and I don't care how crazy it is, if, this, if that's all you want and you won't accept anything less, it shows up. The, the universe provides, yep, you know, so the universe provided you a six, a six person orgy. What other kinds of hot scenarios have you had? Have you ever done, have has, have you ever done like you and two guys? I have, and I have it on video, which is awesome. Um, I was very fortunate for, for some time in, in the swinger life to have two male friends benefits at the same time that were hot. They had nice dicks. And frankly, I didn't have to convince girls very hard. Right. So I would go with them and pick up women so easily because like they're hot. They've, you know, exactly what you would want. And he, they're all, they're respectful, like good personalities. And so for me, I felt like I had the dream team for yeah. like a few months. And, and especially uh, me and one guy, we would literally go and no matter what, we would pick up a couple. And then after we pick up someone else, it was just, it was a thrill to do this with a partner too. Even as a unicorn, I stayed single. Yeah. I still had a partner. And so there's, lots of ways to be a swinger and and it's it's just you gotta just swing how you swing like even if you're single you can still be a swinger one of the most upsetting for my heart yeah things to see is men who refuse to go to the sex club alone and they'll even write things like hey if you come with me on a friday i'll pay your ticket and we don't have to tell anybody how we met no one's gonna say yes to that no one needs an escort that badly. If you can't go and eat dinner on your own, then go and try it because it's pretty liberating. Then go to a sex club alone and you'll find the people that you want to hang out with. It really hurts me to see people sit on the sidelines when they're the only ones holding themselves back because they're not comfortable to do it alone. And so because I did it alone, I want them to feel empowered to do it alone. I basically have my very first meet and greet next week at Oasis because I want people who are all too shy to finally have a day where they know one friend in the pool. They can oh, show up. so you're doing like a singles only yeah, night thing kind of thing? What do you mean? Basically, I'm a guest speaker for the speed dating event on June 8th, 2022. Yeah. And basically, I'm going to be talking about dating. Now, I'm not an expert on dating. I-, I could basically just talk about the crash and burns that I've seen in my own life <laughs> and give it as a warning. 
it's still valuable, right? Yeah. Um, so I'll be there to teach. But I presented the idea to Oasis because I wanted to invite, especially singles who were too afraid to come alone, to have a few hours with me in the middle of the pool to be invited into a multi-person conversation and feel included. And so that's my, my first time kind of manifesting this is going to be uh, next week. So listen, maybe if I air this before, I'll make sure to air before June 8th so people know if they're single, they could go. Let me ask you a question, though, because the single guy, you're talking about that. Like, I mean, I had a friend, I live in New York City. So, you know, back in the day, I had a friend that worked in a swingers club here. And I mean, what I remember is that and what I because I used to ask him a million questions about it. I was like so fascinated and interested in what was going down there, you know, and he would tell me that like, I think you weren't allowed in as a single guy. So do you think that the still guys think that that's the way it is? Like, I just always assume that the single man is looked at like a fucking creep and he's not allowed. He has to he does, he's not allowed to come in or they charge him like three times as much. Like, I don't know. I mean, here, here's how it goes. They don't invite single men most of the week. So yeah. definitely not on a Friday night, a Saturday night. There's no single men allowed. Yeah. And even when single men are out on Sundays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, they're not even allowed upstairs See, where all the sex I mean. happens yeah. unless they're accompanied by a woman. Um, like so, so they can't even go and look at the sex really unless there's like some woman who is like go up and like show them around. So they do pay a lot of money. They are a dime a dozen, but... I don't want them to be treated that way. And, and I, and I, and I see some men who are there who are nervous in their first time and to feel like if their dick gets soft halfway through a scene, if they get discarded because they didn't perform, like that can hurt anybody's like feelings. And so for me, I want guys to not be treated like a dime a dozen, even if they are a dime a dozen. You know what I'm saying? Right. But maybe in order, you you have to open up your own club where like, it's not like the single man is, is not treated that way. I think that that's what, you know, keeps a lot of them on the sidelines or not even, you know, there to begin with, because they know that there's all these rules and regulations and they're, it's not kind of like very open, you know? A lot of people don't like the way that like, they feel like men are discriminated against and all of that. And, and I do see that perspective, and I, and I do. But when men are there, they stand around jerking off watching people have sex. Now, I don't know about you, but that's not always the vibe I'm in. Right? So but, yeah. there's a couple nights where there's no single men allowed. So every man is attached to a woman, and there's no kind of single guy creeping around holding his dick watching people. Like There is a different vibe and a different purpose to a sex club than having that that energy there. So I think there it's not just like a discrimination, but they really are the lowest on the sex club food chain in terms of like they're, totally. who they're actually marketing to. Yeah, no, I know. That's why I'm like, oh, it is like, because I, I, I know you're saying it's kind of like your plate to help that guy. I think that they need help because yeah. I, I think that they don't feel like they could even get to the place where they go alone because they're not really wanted, you know? But so for you... Yeah, so now you're not in a relationship now. You said that you had that one, you know, friends with benefits scenario. Since you've been swinging and you've been in the lifestyle for the past four years, have you ever had a partner? No, I haven't had a romantic partner to for, to which I would close off other opportunities. And yeah. I don't actually know if I'll see either, to be honest. <laughs> so I'm really, I'm really wondering if, if, you know, I don't, I'll, I'll say something pretty controversial. I did try polyamory, and my opinion is that I have never, I've never personally seen a man be good at it. So I, like, for when when I was dealing with me, and I just don't think men can multitask normally very well, and to have to multitask women's feelings is just not something I've seen done successfully, especially when I'm the one being mistreated, in my opinion, right? So 
I don't like the poly stuff either, so I'm not monogamous. So I'm kind of in the middle. So for me, I think I'm just going to stay as an independent, like solo poly person. Yeah. And I don't actually want the husband. I'll never actually find a legal document that's against my strategic interest. Like I think that's like it's it's weird that anybody would, in my opinion, uh-huh. anymore. So I don't want the picket fence. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. want those kind of things. So it kind of makes it a little easier. <laughs> Yeah. I know that you also have an OnlyFans. So, like, you know, what do you do on there and how long have you been doing that for? So it's funny. I was adamantly against having an OnlyFans until about three years ago. Like, adamantly against. Never, never, you know, you're yeah. never supposed to say never. I said, I did not ever want to be a porn star or anything like that. I, I consume a lot of porn. But yeah. for me, as an emotional sexual being, I don't want to cheapen the sexual experience on my side it, it, for me so anyways i didn't know i could be an only fans girl if i didn't do the things that you're supposed to do on only fans yeah and it was when i decided to throw caution to the wind and decide to do it my way not the way i thought people wanted or yeah. what i thought they wanted to buy from me but i sold what i wanted to sell and so i ended up selling some you know definitely new pictures and some really like erotic dancing videos and lingerie and and I do these after dark pillow talks where I do my YouTube version of something like a, a tantalizing sex story. And then I go to OnlyFans and like take off my, my clothes and finish the story. And sometimes I do show and tell at the end. So it's a really crossover from social media acceptable story to, hey, here's the kind of shit I couldn't say on on YouTube. Right. And so I have a really big crossover of content. But to be honest, it's really just to show everything I can't show in public right so a little bit more hardcore i also sell like authentic kind of real swinger party sex like yeah i have a few videos i can't sell because of, of legal reasons um but like i have some videos where it's real threesomes and it's real ass worship and like you know the the booty i i jiggle in short shorts on youtube well then you can see you know it and it, all its glory with a you know a portrait <laughs> shot you know? yeah yeah so there's there's a lot there's a lot to see there but i also think anybody who's interested in swinging there you can see swinger porn sure but what's it like to actually be at a swinger party and so i show them me getting ready i show them the decorations i show them the flirting you know it's not just the hardcore sex it's the whole experience that is basically pretty it's, it makes it so rare which is why it's priced so high too. yeah yeah yeah. i think that's really interesting i mean my listeners know i've told this story before but like when i was like super young i'm, I'm just like curious about everything you know and there was a really great documentary called the lifestyle and it's like super old, like it came out in the eighties, you know, and I remember seeing it and being like, Oh my God, I want to be a swinger one day when I'm like 60 mm-hmm. and I'm like almost there, but like, <laughs> like, you know, and because it was just so fascinating and it showed like everything, you know, the good, the bad and the yeah. ugly. And I think, you know, and that was like a documentary so many years ago and it's like, so, and I, but like, you know, with, without that documentary, there was like no information on like what really happens. And then when I had my friend in the city who worked in one, I was always like, oh, where do you put the towels and where do, where are the condoms? And he would tell me all these funny stories. I just like to know everything. So I think it's, it. you know, if I'm like that, there's other people like that. So for those super curious people that, like you said, just want to know more than the sex stuff, like you really document that too. And I think that that's super helpful for somebody who maybe wants to know and need, or needs to know that kind of information before they walk in. It's true. And one of the most helpful videos that I've gotten feedback from the fans that I've met at the club, which yeah. I don't sleep with a lot of fans, just so you know, but I meet a lot of fans. Okay, sorry. Um, well, not yet. I mean, I'm the night is young. You the here. Is young. We'll 
Sorry. We'll see. Um, but basically the video they all reference is when I did a video tour of the inside of Oasis Aqua Lounge sex club with uh, Miss S, who's uh, one of the, um, she works there. And uh, basically she let me go into every room from a customer perspective, not from a business trying to sell a sex club visit, right? Yeah. To be like, hey, this is where you put your shit in a locker. Yeah. This is what this means, you know? Yeah. And everybody said that they didn't feel comfortable coming to a sex club until they saw that video and it didn't, it didn't look as scary. Yeah, isn't that interesting? You think more people would do that for their clubs, like just knowing that that's like a thing, you know, because I think a lot of people have that kind. I know for me, that would make me feel more comfortable before I went someplace, like just sort of knowing the lay of the land, what it looked like, what to expect. You know, it's so much more loaded when you don't have that. Like you said, oh, I had to walk past the place a couple of times to just know what it looked like on the outside. Like, and I totally understood why you would do that because my brain would want that kind of information too, you know? Exactly. And I, I even offered another club in Toronto. I even emailed them and said, Hey, would you like, would you let me come in and video? And they never even responded. And I was like, people really do need to see that to feel comfortable walking in. Yeah. So, well, Club Oasis is lucky that you did that for them because they saw the value in it, or, or maybe they didn't even know ahead of time, but then they did that you would yeah. think that if that, you know, that other people would uh, do the yeah. same, you know? And so now you're, you, that, I begged them to let me do it. Yeah. Oh, you <laughs> I, did. I ended up, I did. And they were gracious to do it. And I'm glad that it's helped them too, because they're, they've changed my life. And also I've never been paid by Oasis to do anything. And, and people think I always hawk it, but it, it single-handedly changed my life. Right. And I feel like the community and the environment there is so special that that's why I say it and present it all the time. And it, it's, it's, you know, so I even begged them to let me do the video. They didn't even ask. Yeah, that's cool. And uh, but yeah. let me ask you, this is like the best place to find a unicorn, a swingers club. I mean, like, because I know that a lot of times I'm talking to couples and they're looking for them. And they're like on apps like three fun and fields and whatever, you know, and like, where is the best yeah. place to find somebody like you? I feel strongly about this answer. Mm-hmm. I think online dating is a waste of time. I think you're going to fizzle that out before anybody even shows up anywhere. Yeah. I think that you need to physically go to a physical location on the same date and the same time that other people went to that location looking for something related to what you're looking for. Right. It is statistically the best odds. I have seen people have multiple threesomes in a night because they literally get lucky twice. Right. Are you going to do online dating? Right. Yeah. I have never had more success than when I was physically in a swinger environment. Mm-hmm. And so even somebody like you who's like, oh, I, you know, I need more than just like, you know, to see you on the surface. I'm not just going to go fuck you. Like a couple of hours is enough time for you to feel comfortable enough and turned on enough to be stimulated emotionally by them to want to yeah. get down. Correct. It's not like it you need be. five dates. Some- it's true. It's true. And I've had some special gentlemen that I've only known three hours that mm-hmm. I was letting like finger my asshole later like it was really advanced (laughs) fast you know so it can happen but like it does I go home empty-handed a lot too but um but then there was another couple that I play with now this is the one I I play with on camera sometimes and they were my friends for two years before I thought about hooking up with them oh interesting and what changed that one day that you were like hmm they're kind of hot like how do how did you guys wind up in bed after two years of not well, I remember the moment distinctly because it was when they had a threesome with another girl and they were yeah. telling me about it and she, they were a little upset because some girls, some unicorns, selfishly in my opinion, mm-hmm. might just be looking for a girl experience and like cock be damned, you know, right. and you feel like that. And mm-hmm. unfortunately that threesome went down that way and he felt a little uninvited 
And the girlfriend was upset because no one, no one wants to see their partner treated like that. And it was in this moment where I said to them, I don't know why she'd act like that. I'd be happy to suck his dick. And then I was like that, like clarifying moment. And I was like, Oh, apparently I do. Like it was simply that black and white. Like wow. I, I was like, Oh my God. And then yeah. you just like clicked in and you didn't even realize it until you said those words. And were you like at a swingers club yeah. and it went down like right then and there? No. So it's funny because we were at a swingers club when this happened. Yeah. But funny enough, I said to them, well, let's let's talk about playing sometime. I said, maybe not tonight, yeah. but another night. And then funny enough, I left them outside and I went in and I ended up meeting one of my friends with benefits that gave me a lot of the best memories I'll probably ever have in this lifestyle. And I wouldn't have met him if I had just suddenly started playing with that couple that night. Oh, so in a way, I'm okay. like grateful that I was like, okay, next time. Yeah, you not know, right now. So you yes. shelved them, but wound up instead <laughs> meeting that guy that was so great, but then eventually went back to them and slept with them. And I'm assuming it was great sex because you still do videos and stuff with them. Yes. And they've also slept with that guy too, because we were all friends, right? right. So we were same parties. Yeah. 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 And what it what what is your type like when it comes to like a guy and a woman? Like not like the like what other people are looking for, but like you specifically. Like do you like a guy who's well hung or a woman who has big boobs or like or this like, you know, I mean for what, me, physical, I think for me, like I I'm not so much about the physical, like I'm attracted to a certain type. Yeah. yeah. But it's more about are they respectful? Are they engaging? Uh-huh. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, sometimes my worst fear is like having a threesome and then them saying something really upsetting or offensive to me halfway through. So, like, I want to almost vet those people. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to remember, like, can you, like, reframe the question so I can more answer it? Yeah, no, like, directly. if you had a type, you know, like, if you had a, t- like, if... Like, listen, I don't have a type either. If you put all the guys I ever fucked or dated or liked in a room, you'd be like, where's the common ground, Kathy? I don't see it. Like, they're all, you know. But if I, if I, if I said, oh, like, what would be my ultimate type if I had to put one together and I could and I could be like, okay, make him beefy, make his dick this side, you know, like, and if it was a girl, like how I would make her like, what, what is your type, is, you know, in a couple? Well, funny enough with men, if you take the last like 20 guys I've slept with and stein, line them up, they're all going to have one thing in common for the most part. They're going to be bald. Uh-huh. Uh, they're going to be kind of built like a like muscular. Yeah. Um, I know that and type. And respectful, calm tempered. Like they all have that in common. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So I think that that's my male type for women. I need a bubbly personality mm-hmm. um, and somebody who like, makes me feel like girl like girl energy has good girl energy is not right. like I I've met some shady girls in the lifestyle that I wouldn't want to be with right yeah so for me I'm looking for that girl who's authentic who's real who doesn't you know look annoyed when her you know her boyfriend kisses me things like that well, yeah no that's always going to be one of the questions and I know we have to wrap it up but I, like in like 10 minutes we have but like I was gonna say you know how do you navigate the situation, you know, and I'm sure you've had the, these situations where you're with that couple and maybe the girl mm-hmm. starts to get freaked out because she sees her guy, you know, is more into yeah. you than her. I mean, do you typically stay away from the virgins or not? So it's funny you should mention that. I have had one bad experience and I've only had one. Oh, okay. But it was a bad experience. And unfortunately, I think we've got some feelings in the middle of something instead of doing it more uh, distantly. So what I mean by that is it was a male friends with benefits that was seeing a girl. Yeah. Friends with 
benefits and also me as a friends with benefits. And we like combined the three. Yeah. But I think that she was more emotionally attached to him. She was more like, in my opinion, seeing him. Yeah. Yeah. But I was really, I was attracted to her. I thought she was like juicy. I liked her body. I liked she was, you know, so I genuinely liked her and wanted to have this three person experience. But unfortunately, literally, as soon as I got on top of him on the couch, I, and I started to have sex with him, I looked over and I saw the look on her face. Like she was not happy. Yeah. And then kind of finished up. And so we were all sitting there naked. I basically had cookies I baked and everything. And before <laughs> the the juices were dry, she said, can you take me home? Wow. So it was clear that she didn't have a good time. Yeah. I felt terrible because I didn't want, I wasn't trying to steal her guy. Like I was just trying to have a threesome. To this day, I think uh, apparently she thinks that I'm shady. I, I, you know, I hate I hate to have that kind of impact on somebody because I really just had genuine intentions and I just wanted sex. Like I yeah. wanted three sex. I wanted the girl experience too. You know. Yeah, you thought she was on the so same page. I, it's true, and now I do not have sex with with women virgins for sure. I right. will not. I'm, they're tried and tested that they've seen in someone's mouth on their boyfriend's or husband's dick. I'm not doing it for them. No. Right. Because that could always be a sticky situation because sometimes that, that would go down and there's a shift in energy. You could always tell, like you said, you know, that girl was like fucking out of there. I don't know. You probably yeah. had a sense that all of a sudden something wasn't right. It's true. And, and I also was just when I have sex with, with couples, I don't need them pulling couples privilege halfway through. Like, I don't want them having an emergency break that they just randomly pull because someone got an icky feeling. Like, let's just have a sexual experience <laughs> that, we, you know, like, I just, yeah. I don't have time for that. Yeah. And I, I'm just not as patient. And I don't think a lot of swingers who are experienced are patient with newcomers because, first of all, they always bail, too, and like, the meetups. So even if you get somebody you like, they're usually too shy to go through with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's why, like, it, there's a bit of stigma with the newness. And that's why anybody who walks around at Oasis with clothes on is looked at as new. <laughs> right. So, yeah. No, I mean, yeah. I just had two, I just had Kat and Ams. They have a, a podcast called Two Hot Wives. And they were talking all about, Ooh. you know, really, they just were going into details of what really goes down in a swingers club and a swingers cruise at a swingers resort. But, you know, and she was saying, yeah. like, you know, there's certain places where you can be, you know, have your clothes on and people are going to be super open and cool with you. But I guess that's always the big tell that that person is kind of new. And I would think if you're yeah. somebody like you who's, you know, been doing it for a while and you just, you know, want to do what you want to do, you would maybe yeah. steer more towards the people who are doing this a long time because it's mostly the newer ones who yeah. have those kinds of rules and regulations that are going on. And that's that's OK. You know, that's how I think that they should navigate it in the beginning. And, you know, but eventually, you know, most of the time, the successful ones I hear for, about are the ones that all those kind of rules and regulations go out the window once you're, you know, you've crossed the lines and doing it. Right. I like to call it like artificial, like red tape that they build around yeah. their relationship. We yeah. it's it, it's really obnoxious to me. And I hate to use that word, but that's how powerful I feel about it. It's obnoxious when a couple says to me, there's no kissing. I want to say, fuck you, because <laughs> if I put their dick in my mouth, I should be allowed to touch their <laughs> mouth. And right. I just don't need their emotional insecurities at, in sex. And right. so for me, the only people I play with, and luckily so far I haven't had anything except for that one experience, there's no issue. They're so yeah, yeah, happy yeah. to fuck me that it makes me happy. Like, yeah. it just so different than than that. And I think the rules are good maybe for people to, to feel comfortable at the beginning, but they're also not going to attract people who want to play with them if they have a list of rules people have to remember. 
Yeah, no, I think it's hard. But I think, like, listen, you sound like the type of person, because like I said, and, and I'll bring it back to the beginning of this conversation when, you know, here you were this person who was like very vanilla, you know, very body conscious. And, you know, and then he, then one minute later, you know, or at some point in your life, there was this <laughs> shift and you're at a swingers club by yourself, yeah. like by your fucking yeah. self doing this stuff. So you seem like the type that it's like you're either in or out, you know, it's like black or white, like you like you're there, you jump off the thing, you know, you, I mean, I think that some people, a lot of other people aren't like that. I think majority of people tend to like to go and slowly like they're not just gonna jump in the water yeah. you know so I just think it's a different kind of personality type I, I think it makes sense just yeah. talking to you that that's the way you do it and how you would have like impatience for the people that are walking in slowly but I think that yeah. the reality is that a lot of people don't roll like that and so for them they do it but what I when I talk to couples yeah. that did start out that way what I find with the successful ones and the people who are still doing it is like they put all that up because they think that they need it but once they start to do it and if it's right for them like they realize they don't need that really fast actually those rules go away really fast but a lot of yes. times they set it up in the beginning because they don't really know what to expect and maybe there's more to lose for them because they're in a couple and they have more to navigate you're like sort of solo you're ruling your world so you have less I don't yeah. know you know but like I get though why you would not want to play with that couple <laughs> you know what I'm saying and I maybe I would right but yeah. now that I'm experienced I experience people look for experienced people yes. for the most part yes. even if on reliability factor alone mm -hmm. um I will say this you don't have to jump in to a sex club right. you can show up your partner or alone yeah. and not have sex with anybody and make that arrangement beforehand lots of people yeah. come to in the around surroundings mm -hmm. to see it excites them so people don't have to come to a sex club and be a swinger overnight the way I did the great thing about you is that you did do it that way and you're doing it because you're you're somebody who like I think you know not everyone needs a megaphone and not everyone needs to be out there teaching people you know but you are one of those people and this is what you took on for yourself and I think it's great that you're that kind of person because now here you are on YouTube on TikTok on OnlyFans really they're teaching people about the lifestyle you have videos that people could see like what the what the places look like inside they could see you know they could go to the beginning and see you know who you were at the beginning of this because you've been yeah. doing this since day one right all these vlogs and video blogs and everything right yeah oh I even documented the stories that I've told you about the girl getting upset I documented freshly after the sex I take the video when I talk about it right I do so raw like yeah. I'm just like oh God, he was pissed like I literally take them with me through my life right and I really I never meant to but it was a COVID hobby it was a lockdown you know it was a hobby that I built up just to get through that lockdown phase. And that's why I never expected to do this. I just, I had a video go viral and then a bunch of people were like, Oh my God, what's swinging? And I was like, here comes like a, a career I wasn't expecting. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah I think that that's great. I, I know we have to end soon, but I wanted to say one of the most, I, I meet a lot of fans at Oasis now and I love it when they come up and say like what it is that touched them. Yeah. And I have to say one of them moved me to tears almost. And it might even today. Yeah. It was a woman. I don't get a lot of women fans. Yeah. Um, she was, uh, she said she introduced herself and she said that she saw me at a sex club. She was standing in front of me and she looked like she was looking at Beyonce. And I was like, Oh God, like this is so interesting. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Like you're that girl from the internet. She's like, you didn't have sex for 10 years. Cause I wrote a video. I did a video about how I did uh, a 10 year absence of sex. And oh she's like, God. I saw that. Like it made me believe that I could come back and get my sexual power back too. And she's like, and that's why I'm here. Wow. And looking at her in the face and I saw somebody standing in a sex club with so much 
enthusiasm and I saw, oh my God, I'm helping people. Like I'm not just giving dirty details about my sex. I'm actually helping people. Yes. Yeah, I got the chills when you said that. Listen, that's what that's why I started my show because I'm like I do help people and I love that and you know and that's what I'm in it for and I think a lot of people could just look on the surface and be like like you said oh it's just you're just giving dirty details or people I think oh they (laughs) look up the titles of my show it's like oh dirty sex show but no at the end of the day we are helping Mm -hmm. people we love it we're doing it in this way you're doing it please give shout outs to everything I'll make sure to link I can't (laughs) link to your OnlyFans on YouTube because I got fucking blocked for putting someone's OnlyFans in there but like give your shout yeah. Give your shout out to your OnlyFans. I'll link to my YouTube. You know, all I mean, I'll link to your YouTube, your Toronto Unicorn. Give out your shout outs for everything. Yeah. So basically, TorontoUnicorn.com has all of my links there. Um, they just keep cutting, like deleting my TikToks and stuff. So it's always best to go there to find my like, most current one. Okay, so Toronto cool. Unicorn. Um, or YouTube um, basically is just the Toronto Unicorn. Search that. And it's all one or word. And it's all one it's word. It's all on one word. Search threesome, um, like Oasis. I think I show up as well. So trying to unicorn all one word. Yeah. All right. Awesome. You were the best. I loved talking to you. I really hope a lot of people go and check out your stuff. I really think that they will because I think that your story is super fascinating and they're going to get, I mean, I feel like I could have talked to you for 10 more years when you just like, you just threw out there like you didn't have any sex for 10 years. And then like, you really are that person, like one extreme to the other. But, um, you know, so you're yep. super interesting. People could get even more information of you because you have all those videos videos on YouTube for them to see and get like, you know, more specific stories. So thank you so much for calling in and sharing everything with my listeners. Yeah, thank you. And if you ever want to chat again, especially about, you know, my 10 year abstinence and what it was like to get fucked for the first time, I'd be happy to come back. Yeah, you're definitely coming back. You're definitely coming back. Start your podcast, start a podcast and then I'll have you on. You'll do a part two and we'll fucking promote your podcast for sure. I would love to. I would love to. Maybe you about being the podcaster yourself, right? So we can chat about that. For sure. All right, cool. All right, thank you. Thank you, Toronto Unicorn. I'm calling you that. That's like what I call you, right? You don't have a name, right? (laughs) You're Toronto Unicorn. All right, thanks for calling in. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Everyone, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe, like, and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.